welcome everyone. Thank you for joining the Mindful, Beautiful and Thriving podcast series for Youth Mental Health by Tarika Foundation. I'm your host, Dr. Lina Khanzode, a child psychiatrist and uh, president of Tarika Foundation. And with me again is Gayatri Narayanan, our wonderful mindful parenting teacher and educator. So welcome again, Gayatri. Thank you so much, Lina. Thank you for having me. It's been a real joy sharing these ideas and talking together. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you, Gayatri. We should be the ones who should say that uh, we are really fortunate to have you and learn all these really great techniques and ideas. So what do you have for us today, Gayatri? So today I thought, Lina, we would talk a little bit about empathy, which is really one of the very important principles of mindful parenting. Because the way I like to define empathy is when you're able to put yourself in the shoes of somebody else and reflect back to them what you think they may be feeling and needing in a particular moment. So to really connect with what is alive in this other person and to somehow help them know that you understand or that you're curious about how they're feeling and how they're needing in uh, what they're needing in that particular moment. And in that moment of empathy, the other person feels felt. And so I really like this phrase of feeling felt. And when someone feels felt, there's almost a very physical and physical sense of relaxing and calming that comes where you kind of almost take a breath and say, ah, it's like, okay, this person understands me. It's such a relief for someone when they have this sense of empathy, when they feel felt by somebody else. And it's especially important in that relationship between parent and child. So when a parent shows empathy to a child, the child has this great feeling of security, of connection with the parent, and it gives them a great sense of confidence and trust in the world, uh, which is what we want for our children. We want our children to feel safe, We want them to feel like the world is a friendly place, that they can trust people, that they can be confident and express themselves in the world confidently. And empathy offers us a way to do that with our children. So in mindful parenting, the most important thing is connection. And connection is given priority over trying to get them to do something or to get them to achieve something or to be successful at something or, uh, you know, meet a particular deadline, or, you know, so all of that takes a backseat and the connection becomes the primary focus in the whole parenting journey. And once the connection is established, then the other things follow. Like, you know, the kid will get to do what they need to do. Success comes, all of those other things happen as a byproduct of that. But the basic important thing is that quality of empathy and being able to connect with the feelings and needs of your children. Wow, that sounds very much right on because, you know, a lot of the times the parents I work with are like, they just don't listen to me. I ask them to do this. I ask them to do that. And even though they understand it's important to be done this way or that way, there is no follow through. And this is why, you know, I get upset. And that's kind of what leads to more fights. And over time, it's disrupted their relationship with their child. So I totally agree with you. I think a lot of the work that I do with my parents that I work with is to really go back and strengthen that foundation with their child to connect with them, spend some one-on-one time and have that non-judgmental time. And I think empathy comes really uh, right there. I'm really excited to learn more about how 
empathy can be practiced in our interactions with our children. I'm actually more curious also about how does that look when you're interacting with different age groups, when you are, let's say, with the younger child, five to 10 year old versus like a preteen teen. So would you be able to guide with that? Yeah, you know, in the case of younger children, you know, empathy can look very simple, like it can just be reflecting back to the child saying, hey, were you feeling sad? Or were you mad? Were you happy when this happened? Were you wanting mommy to do this for you when this happened? It can be something very simple. It's like just two or three sentences to just acknowledge the experience of the child in that moment, right? So one of the tools that we use in mindful parenting is this making empathy books, right? So when there's been a difficult moment for a child, the mother and child or parent and child, father, mother can sit with the child and just using just simple stick figures, you can say, okay, oh, here's Sanya. And we went to the doctor's office and she was very scared, wasn't she? I mean, did you feel scared when you went there and you saw the needle? You got very frightened, right? Says, yeah. Okay. And then what happened? Oh, and then Sanya cried and because it was a little bit painful. And then the doctor said this, and this is what happened. And you draw this little story of what happened at the doctor's office that got her scared, that got her worried, right? And all you're doing is just reflecting back and you're doing this together with the child. So the child will tell you, no, 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 that's not how I felt. I actually was feeling this. And they'll correct you because you can try to guess their feelings and needs, but then they'll say, oh, no, 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 I was actually feeling this. And then you acknowledge that and then you draw that story, you know? So you give them a way to let them know that you understand what happened and how they were feeling and what they were needing, right? And once they feel felt, then there's a certain kind of relief that comes from the side of the child. And then after that, if there's any kind of teaching that needs to happen, or if you want to instruct them on some certain behavior, you can do that after. But the first step is to actually do that empathy part. And in that empathy part, you're not trying to fix it. You're not trying to advise. You're not trying to interrogate or ask too many questions. Uh, You're not trying to correct their behavior. You're not trying to educate them. You're not trying to console them. You're not trying to evaluate them. You're not sympathizing. You're not taking blame. You're not doing any of those things. All you're doing is just letting them know, hey, this is what you may have been feeling and this is what you may have been needing, right? And that's it. And so it can take a very simple form of just making a little book or just like a two-minute conversation with them, right? In the case of older children, like so for example with teens, it's a little bit more complicated because with teens, sometimes they're trying to push you away and they and you know they don't want to talk. When something goes wrong, they don't want to talk. They push you away, they close the door and they just kind of shut down and distract themselves, right? They don't interested in talking. But it's very important for the parent to continue to persist, to try to have that conversation as close to the incident as possible. So maybe it's like two or three days later, which is fine in the case of a teen, because you can give it a little bit more time to let them calm down, you know, give them the time to kind of process what happened. But then you go back and say, hey, can we have a conversation about what happened? I'm wondering if you were feeling this. I'm wondering if you were needing that, right? And it's not with the intention of trying to show them, oh, you were right and how wrong they were and, you know, they shouldn't have done what they did. It's more with the intention to connect, it's a, to reconnect and to go back. So it's really only just a reflection of what you're trying to do is just try to imagine 
what they may have been feeling in that moment and really putting yourself in their shoes as a teenager and trying to guess what happened. And the minute they see that you're actually trying to connect with them rather than trying to fix them or tell them they were wrong, the minute they sense that, then they will be willing to come back and talk to you again, right? It looks a little different, but one of the things that actually helps with teenagers is you can have them journal. Like, you know, have them just write down their feelings, their thoughts, if they were angry, how, why they were angry, what happened. And so it's a good way for them to process it on their own also. Like, you know, they don't need you. They can do that on their own and then come back and have a conversation after the fact. So there's different ways. And as a parent, you have to be very willing and open to kind of be flexible, to be creative, to be willing to apologize if that's what is needed, to be willing to be open to different scenarios, especially with older children. So it's a process. It's not an easy thing. It does take a little bit of time and patience on the side of the parent. So Gayatri, this is super uh, fascinating to learn that um, you can actually teach empathy using visual art, it looks like, with younger kids, right? Like you're drawing some stick figures, maybe some cartoon figurines, and you can even explain that to them by that way. And so I love that. And what I liked also about that exercise or activity you talked about is that you're not only connecting with your child and being empathic and trying to instill that tool in your parenting, but at the same time, you're also improving and encouraging your child's emotional literacy. I liked like how you mentioned that the child is actually asked to name the feeling. Mm-hmm. Like if the, the mother is guessing this is probably how you felt or this or this. And then they are like, oh, yeah, there is a range of feelings. Like mm-hmm. I was I didn't quite just jump to feeling angry. I was feeling irritated, frustrated, and then I got angry or mad. It is such an important skill, I think, for kids to be aware of first understanding what their feelings are and then being able to label and name them. I like really this empathy book idea where it seems like you can get more out of this one thing that you're doing. You're not only connecting with your child with being empathic, but you're also improving their emotional literacy, like you said. Yes, it's so important. I mean, that really helps them, their emotional intelligence develop. And then they learn that skill because, you know, that whole process of mirroring somebody else's emotions and needs, that skill, they learn that and they can be that way with other people when they grow up, you see. I mean, they develop that compassion. They're able to put themselves in other people's shoes. And that's the kind of world we really want. And in all of this, what we really want is to cultivate that quality of presence. And that's why this meditation and mindfulness becomes important. Because the more we can cultivate presence, the more we're able to be empathic with our children in the moment. We have that capacity to stay with those difficult emotions and to be able to mirror it back. And there's a very beautiful passage and maybe I'd like to share this. It's a little piece written by Carl Rogers that describes this empathic state of being. And he says, an empathic way of being with another person has several facets. It means entering the private perceptual world of the other and becoming thoroughly at home in it. It involves being sensitive moment by moment to the changing felt meanings which flow in this other person. 
to the fear or rage or tenderness or confusion or whatever that he or she is experiencing. It means temporarily living in the other's life and moving about in it delicately without making judgments. It means sensing meaning of which he or she is scarcely aware, but not trying to uncover totally unconscious feelings since this would be too threatening. And it includes communicating your sensings of the person's world as you look with fresh and unfrightened eyes at the elements of which he or she is fearful. And it means frequently checking with the other person as to the accuracy of your sensings and being guided by the responses you receive. And you are a confident companion to the person in his or her inner world. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. So Gayatri, I'm assuming that being empathic and making that connection with the child helps them feel more secure and that feeling of feeling felt. And I think I remember from our last episode, so when we were talking about the neuroscience basis, I'm starting to connect the dots now. And it seems like that's what you were talking about. Like when I'm doing this with my child, I'm actually enhancing their emotional development, neural or brain development, and just physical development as such as well. That's right. Because when that happens, when there is a connection being made, what's happening is that the brain is wiring and creating new connections between the limbic system and the prefrontal cortex. So because it's almost like you're taking that emotional information from the limbic system, which sometimes doesn't make any sense because it's so confusing and it's big and it's emotional and you're dysregulated and all of that. And you're giving it names. You're understanding what actually happened and you're identifying the feelings behind it. You're giving them words. And in that process, what you're doing is you're helping the child create those healthy connections between all those three parts of the brain. So it actually creates a very healthy whole brain with this process of empathy helps develop that kind of a healthy brain where the child can then regulate much easier, can make sense of their emotions, can choose certain responses as they get older. So they really develop that skill of self-regulation and self-awareness that comes from this process of empathy. Well, thank you, Gayatri, for enlightening us with yet another wonderful episode talking about this great skill of empathy. I didn't know there were so many benefits that would come from being empathic. So thank you for your knowledge again, and we look forward to having you again next week. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. You're listening to the podcast series by Tarika Foundation, and it's called Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving. Stay safe and healthy till next time. Goodbye.